Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app, and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content. Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30 day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N a-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Without further ado, we have our guest that I think is in the building with us. So, yes, um, yes we will bring on our esteemed guest. Okay, so we have a guest today, as we said earlier, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 
Um, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. So attorney, uh, author, activist, obviously comes from, you know, political royalty as far as his family, but somebody that has made his own mark in, in the world of a variety of different areas, but especially politics. And for this particular conversation, we'll be talking about his aspirations of becoming the next president, mm -hmm. presidential candidate yes. for 2024. Um, very interesting political season that we're in. <laughs> variety of that's an understatement <laughs> yeah for sure so um it's important to have this conversation and it's important to highlight candidates that um aren't always in the news all the time obviously we're talking about you know biden and trump 24 hours a day but um there are other people um that are running for president yep. and um their voices are important and need to be heard yes. for a variety of different reasons a um it's good to have balance right but then also you know it's good to highlight other people's voices because they have other um thoughts on views that are important to get out to the masses and for politicians to hear um because the public you know has a right to have more than just two choices every single year so um Yes. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So I'll, I'll get right to it. Um, and I'll start with the most pressing issue in the world right now. Mm -hmm. um, Israel, Palestine. I would like to know your thoughts on the current situation. And I also would like to know your thoughts on if you were president right now today, um, what would be your course of action? I mean, you know, I think the the thing that I mean, there, there there's a lot going on in Israel. I think the the major preoccupations that you know all of us have right now is uh, is you know trying to end the carnage, um, particularly as it applies to innocent um, children. Half the people in Gaza are under eighteen, and Hamas. Um, you know, has a policy of, of using uh, civilian shields and um, and stopping the movement of of uh, people of Gaza away from the bombing Israel. I know um, the IDF made a presentation this week to President Herzog in the Knesset, saying showing that they had sent out over. Six million uh, emails uh, or text messages to people warning them whenever they're bombing. Uh, they made two and a half million robocalls to families to warn them to move out of areas they intended to bomb, um, and that had um, and and uh, and and was distributed. I think two million um, Arab language pamphlets warning people when people try to move they're shot by Hamas snipers the, the north south corridor has been closed and that makes that a very very dangerous field of operate theater of operations for to be a civilian and um, the Hamas Hamas leadership um, uh, has not built bomb shelters for the people of Gaza they've built uh, 300 miles of tunnels to hide themselves, their families, and their fighters, uh, but not for uh, for civilians. And the other issue that I, that keeps me awake at night is the expansion into a regional war uh, 
and um, you know, that would bring in uh, Hezbollah and then Lebanon and perhaps Syria and even you know Turkey. Uh, Erdogan has made noises about and is sending the fleet uh, down into the Mediterranean. And uh, and so there's all kinds of scenarios where this, where we could sleepwalk into World War III. And so my objectives would be um, to, to make sure to, you know, to try to make sure that if there, to the extent there's an escalation, that it's a staged escalation that can be easily staged back and, um, and to keep the war from expanding. Let me, so just a quick follow-up on that. Um, so do you think that, okay, if you send emails to people and, and warn them to leave, but they have no real place to go um, and they don't leave and you bomb, like they bombed, Israel bombed a refugee camp and it's reported that 500 people died who I'm assuming all those people were civilians to try to get one person that's the essentially like tr blowing up a mall because a mass shooter is hiding in a, in, in a store in, inside the mall, right? Like probably not the most responsible thing to do. So do you feel that Israel has no course to, to take a more responsible manner when dealing with civilian population? Well, first of all, I, um, you know, the Biden administration and many, many other responsible um, uh, institutions have warned against accepting any of the death um, uh, or the casualty reports from Hamas. Hamas, and this is what the Biden administration is, has historically, characteristically exaggerates its casualty reports by about 20 times. Um, we also don't know, you know, as with the hospital, which was originally blamed on Israel till it was proven that it was not an Israel rocket, about historically about 10% of Hamas's rockets uh, misfire and land on Gaza. So Hamas has sent out about 6,000 rockets Israel, um, and if you assume 10% of those have landed on Gaza, that's 600 rockets and, you know, that, a lot of the casualties. Uh, we don't know when you see these TikTok casualties in China, of course, it's part of the um, of Hamas's uh, public relations uh, crusade. When you see these, you don't know whether they kids are are dying of, um, you know, from a Israeli rocket or from a Hamas misfire. Um, and, and Israel, you know, has uh, Israel characteristically, Colonel Kemp, who's, uh, who's the world's authority on, on, um, on municipal warfare, has said that Israel takes better precautions than any nation in the world, any nation in the history of the world, to avoid civilian casualties using technologies, avoiding uh, hits even when they know that they can kill a terrorist if there are if there's going to be a uh, disproportionate collateral damage um, uh, injury rate. So I, I don't I hesitate to believe and then you know. Hamas, of course, 
does not distinguish between the deaths of civilians and the deaths of Hamas fighters. And you know, Israel is in there killing a lot of Hamas fighters. Uh, the, the real question that I think that you are asking is, that it gets down to is what do you want Israel to do? You know, there, of course, in every war, when we went in to get Hitler, there were, there were civilian casualties. When we went in to get Tojo in, in Japan, when we went to get um, Osama bin Laden and Tora Bora, there were civilian casualties. Um, so anytime, and, and what do you want Israel to do? Israel has been, Israel gave uh, Gaza its freedom, gave them the keys in 2005. And then Hamas took over and immediately declared war on Israel, a war of total extermination. This is in its charter that they want to kill every Jew and destroy Israel. And that, and in its charter, it says it's against Islamic law to even negotiate with the Israelis. So you have a, a neighbor that has said, we are going to destroy your country. We're going to kill everybody in your country who's Jewish. And then we are, and then starts bombing you. So, so Hamas since 2006, has sent 30,000 rockets and mortars into civilian targets in Israel. You consider, and then it sends a, a force into Israel to murder civilians the most grisly, grisly way, baking a baby in an oven alive, nailing families to the walls and then burning them alive, killing 280 people, teenagers at a music concert, and you know the worst uh, slaughter since the Holocaust. It's it's proportionally about what uh, I think thirty times what you know nine eleven proportionate to uh, to, um, to population. Uh, there are nine million people in Israel. It's it's sixteen times uh, the Pearl Harbor attack that sent us into World War Two. So. Do you want, you know, well, we have, we have to, we have to just, 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 say, just let me really just quick. ask you this yeah. question. What would, if Cuba sent one rocket just, into, just, into well, we, just, just in the sake of journalism, because we have to be fair. I don't know. I haven't seen, I don't know if the, you said they baked the baby in the oven, but you said that the deaths might be TikTok deaths for Palestinians. So um, if we're going to question, if we're going to question narratives, then I think we have to question it across the board. Well, you, you can question it. The thing is, the Israeli government has shown those pictures, which were taken off of body cams and and uh, and GoPros that were that were run. And who who goes to you know murder civilians wearing GoPros? By the way, that's you know um, that is a very telling thing. And yeah. and from phone videos that were taken by. Hamas fighters of them doing these things, and oh. you know they've, they've also they, you know they've also released the autopsy report on the baby who was cooked in the oven that shows that the um, that the one of the heating elements they couldn't fit the baby into the oven, one of the heating elements was annealed to his body. So and they've you know Israel collected got two hundred leading journalists 
and showed them all of these, you know, these videos. So yeah, and of course there's propaganda on both sides, but, but here's the big question. If Cuba sent one missile into Miami, how, how long would it take us to invade Cuba? And of less, course, it's less, Less than less than twenty four hours, but you 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 made a point of um there's casualties in every war, but that doesn't justify it. Um, it's true. And, and there are art of there there are articles of war that countries should abide by, and um there's issues there's issues on both sides because there's no real Hamas presence in the West Bank, and um, we see very disturbing images from New York Times respected journalists where Israeli settlers um, taking. Palestinians forcefully out of their homes, but we can move on for a different topic. We only have a limited and, and, time. And so. by the way, by the way, I condemn that. <clears throat> I don't, you know, I condemn those, and I agree that those actions by the Israeli settlers are criminal. That they're wrong. That they're um, that they're contemptible, and uh, you know, I condemn them just like I I condemn any you know any any kind of war crime. So, uh, yeah. but. I would say that you have a you have an organization that has hijacked Gaza. I'm not blaming the people of Gaza, but the organization and the, you know the people who run that organization, uh, Ismail Hania, the other ones are all billionaires. Uh, Ismail Hania has 3.5 billion dollars. That head of Hamas is I was on the cover of Forbes with five billion dollars. They live in Doha, they live in Ankara and Turkey and Qatar in giant palaces and, and villas, and they keep their people in total poverty. And all of the money that goes in, the, the Gazans receive more money than any people on the face of the earth from international aid organizations from Europe and the United States. And they, they spend, instead of doing spending that on building homes for people and, and building communities and of building an economy and a good life, they spend virtually 100 percent of that money on weapons, on building tunnels, on and on on uh, on waging genocide against Israel. Their their charter requires them to wage genocide to kill every Jew. It says in it, if you find a Jew behind a tree, the tree will shout out, Abdullah, there's a Jew behind me, come kill him. And that's in their charter that all the Jews must be extinguished. So if you're if you're living next door to a neighbor, there's no country in the world that would allow a neighbor to bombard them with 30,000 rockets to hit civilian populations and not go in and redress that. Uh, I don't, you know, I think for asking you. Israel just, to just, do just, that just a quick question, and because you wouldn't ask anybody else to do. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.